Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake, myself, Davis Wimbledon, as we approach Thanksgiving, gobble, gobble, and we're about to gobble up some free agents. Sorry. Um, you know what? We were, we've been doing this thing where we have been mirroring, talking baseball and some of the topics a little too much. It's time to fire from the hip. Uh, you know, I saw Jolly Olive get his free agent predictions off, saw Dalton it's time to actually shoot from the hip and put some free agents out into the ether. Uh, so let's put them on some teams, and we'll give you your football weekend preview because it's a fun one. We got Thanksgiving games, the first ever Black Friday game, and all that jazz. So let's do it, and let's have some fun. This beat is sick. Um... The best way to do this would to be to start with Otani, but then do you lose the click? Do you gain the click? Mm. Shohei Otani. The two biggest rumors are Dodgers and Cubs. Those are def. If you're doing like your DK odds on every team, they'd be the two leading ones right now, right? Is there a reason he shouldn't be on the Dodgers? What's the argument? I mean, I don't know about reason he shouldn't, but it, it it does feel weird that it feels foregone conclusion. But no no reason for them to not be the leader. So it, I'm clicking around to some different websites right now. I'm seeing Dodgers plus three fifty. People have the Rangers as actual competitors. The Mets, I saw Max Scherzer click clip going around. Which before this season, I was on a big Mets kick. Because if you're Steve Cohen trying to make the Mets not the Mets, you'd sign Shohei Otani. But their whole next year thing has kind of thrown everyone off. But at the same time, Shohei Otani's not exactly a next year signing. Um, they'll still be hitting, obviously. But they'll be hitting, and I don't know. This guy's about to get. I mean, what's the minimum years Otani gets? Not doing opt out stuff. He's like promised at least ten. <laughs> right? Like I was gonna say eight, but. Shohei Otani, he's a free agent. Um, like, obviously, he can get funky with the opt-outs and stuff, but I would imagine, like, if whatever deal gets out there, he's he's guaranteed 10 years with whatever team he signs with if he wants them. San Francisco Giants, I think, are real. Giants. Rangers, I don't have as real. I have Dodgers, Cubs, Mets, Giants, I like a lot. Rangers, I don't have is real, but like it feels a little rude. No, like a, like no specific reason other than just vibes. But Shohei Otani should be a Dodger. I think so. Like the if we're looking for the reasons why it wouldn't happen, I, I, lineup wise, I think they have contingency plans they'd like, and the Dodgers are smart and all of that, and but they can like get JD and then pivot to like the pitching. So that, but so but that's more of just a Dodgers conversation. I think I think he's a Dodger. Shohei Otani, let's put you on the Dodgers for now. Let's see if we need to rearrange any of the dominoes pieces. I was going to involve some trade stuff in this cuz we've been doing this on talking baseball. Um the the trade guys are throwing me off just a little bit. Um because I I don't know if I think the Braves are going to end up there. 
Everyone likes Sonny to the Braves. We let's we don't need to go him. Let's go with Aaron Nola to the Phillies. Done. That's your predicted. Bing, that's your bingo card. Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. Uh, what a story! Isn't it nuts that Yankee fans aren't really clamoring for him? I think there is a lot of clamoring in the streets for him. We have been among the leaders of like, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. So I think our circle isn't uh, isn't so much that. Every, every time I feel like I dive into Twitter, I, I have myself having the passing thought of like, uh, guys, I don't think we're getting belly. I think I'm going to be lame. I think he goes back to the Cubs. I I just, the Yankees don't seem bought in. Um, there's a fear factor with Bellinger just because he was sur- Previously had bad years before this season. The Cubs want to compete. I part of me thinks they'll get on. They're in on Otani. No, I guess I don't really think they'll get Shohei Otani. And if they don't get Shohei Otani, you kind of have to bring Bellinger back. He's the only hitter out there. He achieved for your team. You know him. The taste in your mouth of Cody Bellinger is a really good Cody Bellinger. I think it makes sense. Originally, I had a Giants pop into my head, too, as they continue to make their free agent splash. They've seen good and bad Cody Bellinger. I think he returns to the Cubs. Yeah, I can't I, believe there's not more. He's not like more the only teams hitter. that it feels obvious are going to be after him. It's those three, really. Like, like I'd be shocked if... Otani and Bellinger aren't going to two of the teams that are... Dodgers, Cubs, Giants. I don't know how that breaks down, but well, I'd be shocked if those two guys aren't among those three teams. I'm going to give you two San Francisco Giants. Next one is Blake Snell. Mm. I don't know. It's just clicked in my head. He feels like a West Coast guy. The Giants have needed starting pitching. It's a big ballpark that pitchers can age well in. I think there's a Snell aging factor almost. He's got two Cy Youngs. He just pitched in that division. You'd be taking him from the Padres. You kind of get your true one. We've seen them kind of rehab guys' careers between Gossman. Um, Was there a guy before Gossman that they kind of made a stud? The, uh, the I think Alex Wood had like a res- Alex mini Wood, resurgence there. Um, Alex Cobb. Yeah, Longo figured some stuff out. I know we're talking pitching. I have Snell going there. I think he's looking for a home. I think the Bay can be his home. I think he's a West Coast guy. They've been looking to make their splash. They can say they get a Cy Young winner. I like him in that ballpark. And I, I like Snell. I, I think that can be as the Giants try to make their next move, and I think their big free agency they've been looking for, I think that gets kissed with Matt Chapman. Uh, they've been looking for third base. I know J.D. Davis played over there, uh, and I think he made a couple strides defensively, but Matt Chapman's in another world. In another world. And, like, think about where we've come with Matt Chapman's potential free agency. This is a guy Trevor Plouffe has always thought uh, his best year could be an MVP season. He has the hard hit stuff. Him and Cody Bellinger. Like, who's going to be the better player for the next five years? I have no idea. 
And Cody Bellinger might get double the money. So I think Matt Chapman can be a really good Giants coaching move. If he's got the exit velo and he's got that, that means the talent's in there. San Francisco thinks they can coach him up. They can get a gold glover at third base, a middle-of-the-lineup bat. If they can make him more consistent, um, which the talent is clearly there, and he's a huge work ethic guy. Like He's a guy... This might be an awful comparison. This could be an awful Jake take in a couple years. He reminds me of Marcus Simeon a little bit. The way Trevor talks about him, like kind of gym rat, baseball guy. If there's a guy you want to give money to, like it's that guy. You're almost worried about nothing else. You're worried about his play on the field. <laughs> it's just tough. Uh, like, let's not forget where Marcus Simeon came from a little bit. Marcus Simeon. Um, and that original God. Jays free agent deal, the one year you signed there, where he was coming from at that point. Just to drive home a point, from 2013 to 2020, his whole career in Oakland, Marcus Simeon was a 254, 322, 747 OPS guy. Uh, his one big year was 2019, which was a juice ball season. That's his only year with an OPS over 735. He looked like a very scary free agent. He looked like a very scary free agent. He went to Toronto on that one-year deal after a tough COVID season, 53 games. Crazy. Uh, He finished third in the MVP, uh, and then he signed a massive contract with Texas. So, Mm. career seven after the past couple seasons... Career 771 OPS from Marcus Simeon. You knew you were going to get gold glove defense from Simeon. You kind of know that with Chapman. If you can tap into the bat a little more, like if Matt Chapman, how about how about we play this game? As if, a second baseman from Simeon, but yes. If Matt Chapman signed a one-year deal and he had one of his best seasons, uh, 2018, 2019, he's got OPSs in the eights. How about let's just say this. If Matt Chapman signed a one-year deal, had an OPS in the eights, and hit free agency again, I think he's easily a $100 million player. Like, there's... He won the gold glove this year. This is a guy... He's got two platinum gloves. I don't know. I think we've... Matt Chapman has felt scary because if you take out his April this year, the numbers are scary. But it has some of the analytics. I think the Giants have the offseason they've been waiting for. I think it's a little scary. Snell and Chapman do have their question marks. Um, I kind of like the pairing together. I have both of them going to the Bay. So where does that leave us? You start getting into a different tier, man. Jordan Montgomery and Yamamoto. Mm. Where do you think Monty's going, Biebs? Um, I do. I think the I think the Rangers ultimately get him back. There's there's some weird stats out there about like defending champs keep their own free agents at like a pretty disproportionate right. rate. You have to kind of, which makes sense. Keep the band together, and they they do have guys long term. So I could I I bounce back and forth primarily between his two most recent teams. Isn't that nuts? Um. And I just feel like there hasn't really been rumors outside of it. And I know the Red Sox like him 
but I haven't let myself even think about that. I like Monty to Texas. Let's let's do that for now. That's it's easy. It makes sense. I like the retention rate stat. Um, so that's huge. Yamamoto. I mean, I I'll be honest. I think I've been blinded by Yankiness. I think he's gotta be right. What have they? Been I think. <sighs> then they, I don't know, dude. They just got Rodon, and he stunk. Yamamoto is fascinating. The Yankees, we've been talking about their like trepidation to make big moves or whatever, but all things considered, the last however many years here, like when they've had a free agent that they really want, and he seems like a guy they really want. They still want, get them. They go get their guy. Like that's the old Yankee thing. It just used to be a it lot just, more free agents. Like every year they had one guy like that. In the past, it felt like where it's like, all right, they had Cole, they had Judge. They wanted Cole, they wanted Judge, they wanted Rodon. Yeah. Um, Rodon, they might have been talked into by Judge by having to make another move, but they liked Rodon, absolutely. Um, like when they, when they identify like a guy they want, they do go after him. The flip side of that is I think the, the Mets, like Yamamoto fits every timeline. Mm. We've talked about the Mets timeline. He's signing a long term deal, he's 25 years old potential ace uh he fits literally any team's timeline they could want every time i look at the mets roster resource page they are more desperate for front end starting pitching than like you than i think anybody fully realizes yeah. outside of mets world like they're they're also i think going to be in till the very end not to mention that other teams are interested but i think it does come down to those two hmm I think he's need to make changes, and and I know we want them to, to address the batting, but every team has room for a guy like this. They also could use consistency as far as individual pitchers. I'm going so. Yamamoto to the Yankees. I for the Mets. I don't know. The Mets are a wild card team for me. You've heard me on here. You've heard me on talking baseball. I struggle with their whole. A retool for 2024. Part of me doesn't believe it. Like part of me thinks the tweet's gonna pop up Shohei to the Mets. Um, but I, I don't know. I I think Brian Cashman's been on an ace kick. I think whatever their formula, the Yankees front office is using, which by the way they're not moving away from. Like I think we tried to convince ourselves they were with the audit and everything else. Mm. They're operating the exact same. Um. With Sevi out, I think Cole, Rodon, Yamamoto, we're selling getting, tickets. Getting a Yamamoto, one, gets him back in the Japan area. We're selling tickets, like like you said, advertising, all that. It is good for business. And it gives them even more depth at pitching to go make uh, the impact trade we think the Yankees should make. We um, hope. We hope. So that... I think the Yankees are going to be very much in it. Those two are 1A, 1B. Yamamoto to the Yankees. Uh, Erod, I'm going to audible a little bit. Uh, Erod to Boston. I I was hoping Baltimore would make their move. I don't know if Baltimore's ever going to really make their move. I think Baltimore likes what they've built. They won a ton of games last year. Grayson Rodriguez should take the jump. They're going to continue to make small moves. Um, That's uh, in the talking baseball we just did. We we 
sort of full dismiss Santander, which I still mostly do, but the I could see them if they were to go make a move being like, well, to make the money work, we got we should flip this yeah. last 15 mil of him and like they they could do something like that. Not saying Erod's the guy that's for Mont right. or, or anyone, but in the specifically trading that guy conversation. Erod to Boston. Let's take the hater layup and go Texas. I just think everyone's been in on that. I think he's in on that. I think Texas is in on that. I think that's done. This is where things start to get a little weird. Who's a Marcus Stroman team? Right. Who's a Marcus Stroman team? You got Stroman and Sonny Gray. Uh, Stroman expected to get similar money to Sonny. They're one year off. Sonny Gray was incredible last year. Stroman was incredible too. He fell off and had an injury, Mm. which is tough. But he seems more or less projected to get like a similar deal to what he just got. But Sonny finished second in the in Cy Young, and has been uh, literally other than the Yankee years uh, about as reliable as it gets. Uh, every other team, every other season, everyone has Sonny to Atlanta. I it passes my sniff test, but it also doesn't. Give me Sonny to the Mets. Screw everyone. Sonny Gray to the Mets. They sign him to the three years he's projected to get. Uh, If the season really falls apart, you can trade him, and that's the Mets' new power move. If they're in it, pitch Sonny, and you got him for a couple more years. Um, I also thought maybe Stroman. How'd Stroman and the Mets end? Okay. Um, Not, yeah. I don't think there's, like, no chance of it, but it's a definitely funny business all around. He he started that season and, and then opted out partway through with the COVID once he hit the service time number, you might recall. So the, But it's different regimes. So Ooh, Where's Stroman going? He's a snake. He has, he has the right attitude for what I think that team – would look for. I don't know if this is too for the close graphic. to the situation. I don't know where I'm at. Stroman to the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So right now we have them getting him and Erod, which they got room. I mean, I kind of like that. That's ugly. That is ugly. Um, the Stroman, like, I think Stroman would love that. Play against the Yankees. He's an East Coast guy in general. He likes that, like, kind of attitude. Oh, dude, uh, his presser would be electric. He gets to play electric. against the Blue Jays a ton, against Fuck the Yankees, the Yankees. A ton. I'm going to ball out. He's pitched in the AL East before, sure. He, um, he's not scared of a moment. He's just in Chicago, too. Like, he he likes a market. He's about it. He's about, he's about that smoke, pop. Um, who else really needs to be hit? Um, I see one third baseman that we could have some some fun with. Jamer, yes. 
I was on a big him and the Yankees, but I I've I've fallen off of that. I, I've had my I've got a late a lame jammer team throughout this. I think the Washington Nationals like him. I I saw some stuff about them like They've, they're down. I, I think there's rumors. Yeah. Um. Give me Jamer to the Nats. That's the the graphic click you want. I think they're I think they're starting to hit their three year plan, and I think they just like them. I think sometimes it's as basic as that. Some and sometimes like they have a very young core there, like young young players up and down that roster. Like having just a pro is really nice to have. Jamer Candelario is a really good. I don't want this to come off as rude, but when franchises kind of flip and they go from losing to winning, there's usually a guy that hangs out. Like, Jammer Candelario goes from your three-hitter this year, and you finish fourth or fifth, and then in two years, he's like your seven-eight guy, and you're like, oh, yeah. They change, like, now he bats seventh. That makes sense. Uh, Jammer Candelario, beautiful candidate for that. Uh... The other hitters, Soler, Teoscar, Lourdes, Guriel. The, the latter of those two, I guess we should, or of those three, the last two of those three, I guess we should we should be tossing some names out there. Soler's just hard masher. Righty hitting. Righty hitting. Do the Cubs need another outfielder, or are they covered? Obviously, I think they're covered, right? If they've gotten belly, they're a little bit covered. Saya, Saya, Hap. You can just talk about. I mean, Morel plays a little bit all over, anyways. There's DH spots to mess with. Um, who just wants a hitter? Are the Dodgers in on any of these guys? I think all. Of, uh, I guess Lourdes is different, and and Teoscar plays a plays a good outfield. So so maybe I shouldn't be ruling them out. They're not in on Solaire, especially if Otani were to happen. That's anyway, right. And if, and if I he, was going to say their DH spot is open, but it's really not. And if Otani doesn't happen there, I think JD just goes back. Right. We've we've heard about that. Um. They, you know, Could Atlanta get one of these guys? Could Atlanta want Teoscar? They cor- they currently have a they could use their left field spots half open. Kind of a Braves power move. Yeah, what's their balance situation? Like, could they use specifically a righty? Do they care? I think they'd lean lefty. They they have Albies, yeah. Olson, and Michael Harris. Everyone else is righty. Um. Yeah, they yeah they don't need a specific hand there. But. Give me Teoscar to the Braves. That's a that's a gluttonous Braves move. Eddie Rosario out. Teoscar in. That guy's I, that guy's a threat. I don't know which guy this is most applicable to. I have a team that we know wants righty pop. They're supposedly not spending. But I don't know what kind of money they're spending. Any on a one-year deal. I'm I'm interested in what the Twins would do because they are gonna field a competitive team. Mm. They're not just like done trying. 
Blue Jays kind of have a corner open. They like to spend. But they're still pretty righty. Like they need they need left-handedness. The Oscar and Lourdes, yeah. Um, Two guys they literally traded away. Solaire's an angel. That's obvious. Um, Houston, Detroit, Cleveland, White Sox, Boston. Pittsburgh make a move for anyone? Do they believe they're getting in the mix? Yeah. Oh, I'm out. Could, I, I don't even want to. They get back in the in the make Kutch happy train. I'm good. Ult- I don't know who the guy would be. I think ultimately the, the Twins will end up with somebody who gets a little bit lost in the in the game here. And Yeah. Before, right before spring, they're like, all right, I'll, I'll go to the Twins. Solaire, Lourdes. Rip, yeah, any of those guys take could a be twins. Deal. Any of those guys could be twins. Um, I don't know. I think that's all the free agents I want to cover. It, it was just a matter of time that we had to do it. Let me know where I'm wrong, where I was totally wrong, where I was totally right. Um, and all of that was brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I know I'm first place in our... Uh, against the spread league, I'm thankful for that. Uh, although I think me and, Tre- me and Trevor heads up this week, and if he gets it right and I get it wrong, we'd be tied. Bobby Skinner also half game back. Uh, and if you bet on the NFL, five bucks, you can get 150 instantly in bonus bets. You will get 150 instantly in bonus bets. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS. New customers can bet five on NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsman partner of the NFL with code BAKERS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. I'm at Boot Hill Casino Resort. Must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age is varied by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. Speaking of football terms, it's Thanksgiving time. I'm so lost without you. There's a, if you're looking for, I think it's an SNL skit that they don't promote anymore because it ends with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan making out. Um, but Google SNL Thanksgiving Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, uh, and you might find something you'd like. I think I've sent it to BBD and Zach around the holidays. Um, it's the holiday season. You've got three games on Thanksgiving. You're going to watch. You've got the first ever Black Friday game. You might watch. Uh, And then kind of a thinned out Sunday slate because of that. So let's walk through it together. Let's see what we like. Packers, Lions, Lions hosting the Packers. Um, Detroit minus seven and a half. I am not a Pack guy. Go Pack, go. Um, The Lions are eight and two. A real eight and two. Uh, Goff played really bad last week, and the Bears uh, really almost got them. Uh, these teams met up uh, in Lambeau. Detroit won 34-20 in that game. It's very... 
It's very much division game season. Uh, I know it's the least fun thing to bet, but if you see a good division game and you you might like the under, don't be afraid. I, I think if I had to bet something in this game, I would lean the under, 46 and a half, just because these teams know each other. Uh, and when you start seeing that, uh, Lions to go 9-2. and two. Think about what's going on in Detroit right now. Uh Jordan Love, I don't love. Man, St. Brown, 73 catches on the year. Wow. Um, Cowboys Commanders. Commanders coming off getting beat by Tommy DeVito and the G-Men. This seems like your Thanksgiving nap game. So now I'm actually kind of rooting for the Packers to give a little bit of fight. Uh, Cowboys are 4-0 at home. Uh, They just beat up on the Panthers. Uh, Commanders 3-3 three and three on the road I don't know Division game Big over under Commanders might be quitting on themselves That's where I'm at And your nightcap Take your snooze Get ready for this one 49ers Seahawks It's in Seattle Divisional game And this over under actually I think represents it better It's 43 and a half I think the other game should be closer to that too uh, the Niners just put on an absolute exhibition. Um, Brock Purdy had a, a pretty good QB rating. I think it was perfect, so that's good. Um, Niners came off their bye week. They're healthier. Uh, Seahawks are 4-1 at home, 12th man, 12th man season, and they just kind of had a brutal loss to the, to the Rams. Otherwise, we'd be talking about two 7-3 teams uh, competing uh, for top place in this division. Seahawks are still looking at it that way. San Francisco minus 7.5. They're just really good, although I hate that number. Maybe Seattle there. Uh, but hopefully that's our good game of the day because 7.5 is the lowest spread on the board. So it's Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. You'll see players eating turkey on the field and stuff. That's always hmm. fun. And for your first ever Black Friday game, the Jets host the Dolphins. So... Uh, Dolphins just came off an ugly one against the Raiders. I'm interested to see, are they going to recover from that? Do they care? Some people were giving them credit for winning an ugly game. I think it was the first game they've won scoring 20 or less points, so they were getting half credit there. They're facing a good Jets defense. The Jets are starting Tim Boyle at quarterback. Reminder, at University of Connecticut, one touchdown, 13 interceptions. Um, I don't know. It's Miami minus nine and a half. They just burnt me last weekend on the spread, so I'm not as into it. But uh, let's, again, is that game going to be watchable? It's a prime game. Maybe, maybe, maybe we watch it. So what does that leave us? You know, you've gone through all the accoutrements of Thanksgiving. 1 p.m., Saints-Falcons. Nope. Nope. That division stinks. Steelers Bengals is going to be ugly. Like I think the Steelers just lost thirteen to ten. Don't be surprised if this game is very similar. Uh, Jake Browning getting the start over under in that game thirty four and a half. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh's a one and a half point favorite. Uh, I think I'm starting the Bengals defense in my fantasy league, so I believe, and I'm pretty out on Kenny Pickett. You want to know why? Guess how many touchdown passes Kenny Pickett has this year? Five. He has six. Price is right. 
Baker Mayfield has 15. So, just something to think about. Something to think about. Panthers, Titans, God no. Buccaneers, Colts, not really, although Colts with a win would be 6-5. and five. I think they're off a of bye week. I, I like the Indianapolis number if you're keeping track at home. Giants, Patriots, mm. fighting for draft picks. New England has not announced a starting quarterback. They said everything's on the table. Tommy DeVito and the G-Men, are they rolling? I have to tell you what, Beebs. This feels like a Giants win in another fantasy league. I picked up their defense. I know Belichick dominates kind of everyone in the Meadowlands, except those Super Bowls, not in the Meadowlands. Um, I don't know. This just feels like the Patriots kind of want to give up and the Giants might think. I think Dayball, I kind of had a turn on Dayball. I really liked him. It's funny when you're winning and losing, isn't it? Um, hmm. I think Dayball is now on a I want to make Daniel Jones look bad kick Remember when Tommy DeVito came in And they treated him Like a high school kid Literally treated him like They dropped me in the game Yes, like actually Um, And now he's balling out So I think Dayball's on a on a make Daniel Jones look bad kick, which he did that with the iPad too. I think the G-Men do it. Pats are three-point favorites coming off their bye week. That's going to be an ugly spectacular. 33-and-a-half over-under in that game. Texans-Jaguars. Now we're talking. The Jaguars are 7-3. and three. They just beat up on the Titans after getting killed by the Niners. Um... These Texans are 6-4, and 4-1 four, four and one at home. Jaguars, 4-0 and oh on the road. Jags are a two-point favorite. This is exciting. This is a good game. Who had that coming into the season? Uh, I hope it's a shootout. It has all the makings of that. I know I said divisional games this late in the season, but this is kind of new, like the upstart Texans and what they're doing. Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico Collins. The Jaguars. Uh, I don't know. If I'm honest, I'm selling the slightest amount of Trevor Lawrence stock. I think some of his numbers are gross this year. Um, and sometimes it feels that way. Other times it doesn't. 4-0 on the road. 4-1 at home. We have a winner in the 1 p.m. slate. And it's Jaguars-Texans. Uh, so welcome to the NFL season. The 4 p.m. games. My horsies are playing the 7-3 and three Browns. The 5-5 five and five Broncos versus the 7-3 and three Browns. Another over-under, a 34-and-a-half. I'm playing scared. The Broncos have the worst rush defense in the NFL. The Browns will want to run the ball, and I like their running attack with Ford and Hunt at this point. This is a scary, scary game for me. Um, hey, let's see if Sean, what other tricks Sean Payton as in his bag of tricks, I'm excited to watch. This should be a good, ugly defensive football game. The Broncos' defense and what they've, how they've been turning the ball over is insane. So hopefully that continues and that's their thing. If they don't, if they lose the turnover battle, you could see me very sad about my Denver Broncos. Rams, Cardinals, not really into it, but if the Rams win, they're 5-6. Matt Stafford playing better. Chiefs Raiders, yeah, yeah. 
It's in Vegas. I don't know. Let's find out if Vegas still has some fight or where the Chiefs are at coming off a loss. They're eight and a half point faves on the road. And then I think you're big winner of the weekend. Bills Eagles. Bills, they've seemingly righted their ship. They're six and five. Uh, a dominant win over the Jets after losing to the Broncos and the Bengals. Uh I don't know. I'm I'm very much a believer in sports about the hangover week. The Phillies just literally won their Super Bowl. They're 9-1, and 4-0 at home, 3.5-point faves. Uh, this would be a huge notch on the post for the Bills and getting their season back on track, where for the Eagles, somewhat another game, 9-1. and one. Um, I say the Bills go and get it. I, I think they need this for their spirits. Um, although I could be coming back and laughing at myself on Monday because you know I'm not the biggest Bills guy. <laughs> but that's the NFL, people. Anything can happen at any week. Ravens, Chargers, your Sunday night, Sunday night football game. In L.A., the 4-6 and six Chargers. Uh, Staley back up against the wall. The Ravens have kind of been dominating teams uh, on the, the Sunday night stage. I don't know. I, I want to believe in Herbert. I could give the same speech about the Bills to them. This would keep them in the season. Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites. No Mark Andrews. That could be a sneaky big big loss for the Ravens. You know what? Bills and Chargers, I'm going to believe in you. And I'm so excited to be shown wrong. Because then I'll just shit down your throats again. Whoa! Thanksgiving, Jake. Bears-Vikings on Monday. We'll be back to talk about that. I have to use the bathroom pretty badly. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Subscribe and stuff. Love.